Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers episode two, version... Fuck you. It's like uh, version five now. We're at least on episode three or four. It's got to be at least like a two point something, right? No, we moved to three. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and we may have even done one or two episodes at four. Yeah, we might have. I think yeah. we're ready for a full upgrade again to five. This is great radio. Well, I'm your host, Chris. <laughs> it's just a daily build. Right? Hey, I'm calling it right now. We're, we're pulling an apple, bro. We're just going straight to 10. We're on version 10 X. now. We should go by year. <laughs> yeah. 21. I kind of like version X. Version X. Then we have to go to Y and Z right. after that. And well, we're your hosts. Chop. <laughs> Gator. Chris. And Blake. So, big in the news this week. Uh, let's talk about Alec Baldwin. Ooh. Ooh. There's somebody who hadn't been relevant in 20 years. So I've been on site. So I, I literally just had to catch myself because I've been like traveling for work, right? And I've got to like be kind of client facing y doing that kind of thing. And I was just about to say, oh, shoot, instead of oh, shit, which probably would have been, you know, bad. Yeah, you need, you need to check. <laughs> yeah, after that, you're just really like, dang shucks, man. That's just bad form job. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just start with the news, right? Uh Alec Baldwin is filming a movie. Somebody um, gave him a movie? And I well, I think he was producing it himself. I thought um, it was a Capital One commercial. But something so something went awry and there's there's nothing funny in this part of it at least. Uh oh, there was a weapons malfunction of some kind um or a prop malfunction is what I'll call it. And uh he was fi- he was supposed to be firing a um blank into the camera for for that shot or whatever. He ends up uh, shooting the cinematographer with a live round and the director. The cinematographer died. The director is wounded with a live round. Uh, so I guess now the, the question is where where do you place the fault, right? Like, where's the blame? And I, I, I understand that people need somebody to blame. And, and you don't you don't want this death to just be for nothing, right? Like someone fucked up. Someone yeah. fucked up. And, and something needs to be fixed, basically, right? right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, anytime someone someone dies, like that didn't have to, you need to change something. Something, Something's wrong. Uh, but I want to be real careful about um, portraying this as some kind of firearm or, or weapons mishap, right? To me, this is a clear-cut case of... Well, clearly we get rid of all the guns, right? Like, that's how we fix it. Well, and I, I think... Because Alec Baldwin is... is uh, he's very pro-gun um, control, right? Yeah. He, he's... Yeah, he he tends to to lean more towards the left, so he's and this is going to make it myself. This is going to make him like that uh, even more so. Um, I I feel really bad for him. This fucking sucks. Yeah, for real though. And I'm also on the uh, this is not his fault at all. Zero percent. I know that. Um, th- I've I've argued with several people now at this point. Um, and and the counterpoint to to what I'm gonna what I'm gonna spit here in a minute is that anytime you hold any firearm. Uh, loaded or unloaded, um, real or not, you should have muzzle control and you should have you should have safety in mind, right? Yeah, I get that. That's that's valid. Hundred um, percent. And there's even there's even uh, someone used this as evidence in their argument while we were talking about it. They showed me a video of of Will Smith on the set of one of the Bad Boy shoots, and it's the the arms guy showing him all the guns that he's got, you know, yeah, for, for the for the Bad Boys movie. And this dude picks up one of the pistols and is just holding it, looking at it, and it like starts to drift towards Will Smith. 
And Will Smith hits it so that it points away from everybody and then takes it from him, ejects the magazine, pulls back the slide to show that it's clear, clear, you know, clears it a couple times, pulls back the slide to show everyone that it's clear, and then closes it and hands it back to him. And everyone's like, yeah, dude, like, that's the way you're supposed to handle it. And absolutely, like, that, that's what, that's, that's how it should be handled, for sure. My counterpoint to that is Alec Baldwin is not a weapons expert. He's an actor. And to in in my mind, that wasn't a gun. That was a prop. Yeah. And he wasn't pointing it at someone for no like for no reason, you know, sweeping the the people around him or or you see what I'm saying? Like he wasn't just picking it up. Like he was he was in the <clears throat> So I actually He was in the mode of performing the scene and he pointed it where he was supposed to point it and he pulled the trigger when he was supposed to pull the trigger. And someone else fucked that up. Yeah, no, so I actually have more information on this. I, uh, too, I think you're just drinking the Kool-Aid, dude. No, 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 no. So uh, I watched a video of a prop master from uh, Hollywood Films, right? And he was talking about all the steps that are basically, like, required to have, uh, like, basically live weapons on site, right? Or live guns. Uh, and he was talking about how there is a prop master or a... Um, what is it? Not an not an armorsmith. It's a, a quartermaster uh, that like keeps track of all of that, right? And basically, like they have a table full of all of these props that should never be unattended. Now, what happened in this case is that it was an unattended table. The assistant director walked out, grabbed the uh, gun that he was going to use, and for handed, the scene for the scene, and handed it to Alec Baldwin. When in reality, what should have happened is one the uh, either, you know, prop master or quartermaster, whatever you want to call it, should have been at the table and handed that to the uh, either assistant director or actor. Whoever, yeah, whoever was requesting. And uh, should have shown what rounds were in it. So there's three kinds of rounds that could possibly be in the gun, right? One of them is live. One of them are blanks, which are commonly used, right? And then the other is basically just like a filler. Um, they basically just have... BBs inside of it so that it sounds like a, a round kind of um, but like they use those for instance like think of like an old western where they're pointing the gun at the screen right in a revolver so it would be filled with these basically not even blanks like they don't fire anything um, but you would use that to fill as a prop so that it looks like a cartridge right. yeah, so yeah. the clip looks full so basically that's the that's the kind of like three rounds that they use right so the assistant director one should have checked it out from the prop master or uh, quartermaster at the time. Two, he should have checked the rounds or the person in charge of the table should have shown him the rounds. And then uh, past that, when he handed it to uh, Alec Baldwin, there should have been a third party that checked basically uh, on like what kind of rounds were there, what the weapon was, what it was like, basically they like not necessarily checked it, but like, taken taken track of it like wrote it down hey this is what we're using right now and so when the assistant director handed it to alec baldwin that is the fuck up so the assistant director is the person who basically has the blame because they did not check with the uh anybody anybody like they just literally went and grabbed a fucking gun off of a table that wasn't monitored and handed it to him. I also heard, and I don't know if this is true, I heard it secondhand, but I heard that, uh, w one, that the gun was being taken outside of filming, and they were shooting it, like, 
just I guess because it's cool to shoot these crazy guns that they get on some of these movies, you know, for funsies. Yeah, yeah. And dude, I'm not even really hating that, except that that should be like before and after like filming is done. I don't mean like for the day. I mean like, hey, we acquired all these firearms. Let's go shoot them, and then we start filming next week. You know. Mm-hmm. But once once you're in the filming mode, once you're in that, there should be a professional that makes certain that only the rounds that are supposed to be in that are ever in it during the entire recording process. Oh, but, you know, I still don't Which think should... there's, there's, there's not even an argument for live rounds to be on a set, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, and that was the other no, thing. there are. There, there is. Uh, the argument for live rounds on a set would be, like, for instance, if you are shooting into a target, for instance, right? Like, let's say that they're shooting out a wall or something. Like, like think like the Matrix, right? They're blowing up a, a pillar in the airport or something. Right. Then there has to be live rounds. Or, or even, like, you're a... The alternative is explosives so inside of the, the yeah, pillar. That's but like, what I, where I would think it would go. It would be a blank from the gun and an explosive to... But what about, like, there's... How many scenes have we seen where someone's literally at a, at a shooting range? Like a cop, you know, preparing for... Or training or something. Yeah, I mean, or, fucking, fucking maybe, like... I, I, I'm not saying it should never happen, but you can still but I, I, I feel what you're saying. And, yeah, yeah. And, use blanks and, on gun, and like. when when you're working with electricity, there's like a lockout tagout type yep. system. You know, yeah. That's how the firearm should be, and that's how the round should be. And whoever whoever handles it should have to sign something. They should have to sign their name and the that piece was of the, equipment. Like the third party that I was talking about, so basically. In the scenario that like what we're hearing, how this went down and all of that is actually the real life story, which is not what I think the case is. I totally think he had a drama queen moment. The movie wasn't going how I wanted to. He started <laughs> blasting people and then they so just started blasting. Yeah. And then now they're just covering it up because movies, you know, uh, that's what I think. Ah, uh, man, I don't think so. I think it was a, uh, I think it was the assistant director that didn't follow protocol. Grabbed, I honestly, what I think happened and is actually the cover up is he grabbed the wrong gun. I think it was supposed to be a different gun. Yeah, and he handed it to Baldwin, and Baldwin pointed it because, uh, uh, like, let's be let's be clear here. At a certain point, the actor has to do that, right? Like, they have to aim the gun at the camera and pull the trigger, or at someone or, else or at on someone the scene, else. Or, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So at a certain point, it's not on the actor. Like they have to do that action to like complete the scene. See, uh, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, the camera's set up. I'm gonna get out of the way. Go ahead and shoot at it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, in the through the course of filming, you're gonna point guns at people. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the the filming process, and you have to be absolutely sure that it's safe. Um, so I get what people are saying about Alec Baldwin should be trained. With firearms, if he's going to act with firearms. Especially, like, yeah, in, in muzzle control or, or in, yeah. But I guess my counterpoint to that is that this wasn't supposed to be a firearm in that setting. This was supposed to be a prop. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. I get it that it's a, that mechanically it works just like a firearm. I get it that if you put a live round in it, that it'll shoot like a firearm. But for, for the, from the time that it was purchased by production and brought to the movie set, from that moment on until they, are done filming that's not a firearm that's a prop that needs to be very meticulously uh documented and kept up with yeah and 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 ammo as well and and my 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 uh validation for that is like imagining cliffhanger okay you've got sylvester stallone um hanging on the wire the the girl drops he catches her right this is in the movie and now he's holding her and at some point she slips and falls in the course of the movie right so that means at some point sylvester stallone drops her now imagine her rigging malfunctioned and she died. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That it's not Sylvester Stallone's fault for dropping her. Like that was what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Someone else fucked that up. Like it's the rigging. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I, it's to me it's exactly the same. <laughs> Alec Baldwin was supposed to point the firearm and pull the trigger. This is to point the prop and pull the trigger. About you know to chop's what Chop was saying. Unattended table. There's probably kids yeah. on the set even. Like why are we having live rounds in this situation? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like there shouldn't have been live rounds at all. Or if there was live rounds, they should never have been loaded into a gun. firearm until it was fucking go time. Yeah. Like yeah. the moment that we need to do this with a live round. That's when we load live rounds into a. Or you do live rounds for two months, and then after that, you shoot all the scenes without live rounds. Yeah, yeah. Like in the beginning production, and there is no fucking around and taking the pistol after work today and going and shooting it at the range because it's cool. You know what I mean? No, like we're filming now. This is this This is is work now. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I heard that actors, you're rich. Go get the gun, and and I am. If you want to, like, I am super big on. Uh, not gun control, but like muzzle control, like the, the, you know, just gun safety, gun safety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm super big on that. Like I get fucking weirded out even with like cap guns, just like, ding, ding, mm-hmm. just yeah. don't, don't fucking point it in my direction. Uh, and have been super big on this for a long time. It was yeah. I'm the guy that like when everyone's out shooting and someone does something that's a little bit sketchy, I'm the guy that's like, look, it's not in this setting. It's not. Uh, it's better to say what needs to be said than it is and feel uncomfortable than it is to let that, yeah, let that happen. Like, Definitely. I'm sorry, I'm not calling you out, but don't do that again. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is like, this is the real deal. People get hurt that way. All right, Dick Cheney. Fucking. <laughs> uh, no, like, I, I, yeah, I've been that guy as well. Um, and it's, it's an important thing to me, especially because, like, my, so I don't know if I've ever actually talked about this on the podcast, but my grandfather was killed in, like, a firearm situation mm. um in his instance he was cleaning his gun and uh hadn't cleared the round and ended up getting shot in the heart while he was cleaning um and died from it so like it's a huge thing for me right like this happened to, to me as like a, a teenager and so like it's a thing that's just been very like uh important to me whenever anytime i've been around any firearm uh, and so like i definitely understand the point of that but I also understand the point of, like, that's not his responsibility. At a certain point, he, as an actor, is literally paid to do what they tell him and point a gun at a camera or an actor or whatever it was. And he's got to have faith that that, that, that... that somebody took care of that as the prop that it was. So, like, I understand both sides of the argument, but at this point, like, I can't fault him. So, uh, someone, someone absolutely needs... I mean... Involuntary, sure, but that's manslaughter. Someone died because of your negligence. And I don't think it's Alec Baldwin's negligence. Alec Baldwin did exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, I think, but I mean, it was someone. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I heard was that they had um, where the live rounds were stored, the blanks were like all mixed together and stored with it. Also, like they just had like a box of ammo. And it's like, dude, I mean, that's just what kind of fucking negligence like that's just so fucking bad and and the problem is going to come for like what happens if they just straight up didn't have a professional like if they didn't have a firearms expert as a consultant or anything yeah then i mean then it's going to go on to the production team or or you know what i mean or maybe the director which which is alec baldwin by the way it falls back to like what I was saying. Like there should have been a uh, prop master, a quartermaster, whatever. And then like also on top of that, the assistant director should not have grabbed something off of a table that he didn't know like what was 
Like, he could have been setting that up for another fucking movie, for all we know. Like, Hollywood's very fucking pushed together, right? Like, it could have been set up for a scene across the street, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, no, that makes sense. Especially if they're in, like, a studio of some kind. Yeah. They weren't. They're in New Mexico. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying. The like, point is valid, though. Yeah. yeah. Somebody should have been there, and then also on top of that, the assistant director shouldn't have taken anything from a table that he didn't like specifically know what it was. And you know, to to the the counterpoint, like I would have I would have checked it, you know, like I would have yeah. wanted to see it. I want to make sure. Um, and if if it had been obviously Will Smith or or Keanu Reeves or someone, you know, Bruce Willis, someone that's comfortable with firearms that knows firearms, that wouldn't have happened probably. Um, but, again, but at the same time, it's you can't fault Alec Baldwin. If, if yeah. Arnold had crashed the Harrier jet in True Lies, it wouldn't be Arnold's fault. He'd be like, y'all fucking told me this wasn't a Harrier jet. I mean, you yeah. could, you like, could, what the fuck? You could require actors to take gun safety courses if they're going to be on the set handling firearms. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. But see, that's like victim shaming to me or something. Like, it's not their job. Their job isn't to be a professional firearms guy. Right, but if their job requires them to handle firearms, like... Look at it. What about if they got to drive a car? How about how about this? If if I was an actor handling firearms, I would train with firearms like Keanu Reeves does. Right. Uh, if I was an actor driving a car in like a like a uh, stunt type setting, right? Like I'm no, I'm going to drive the car. I want to do it, and I, and that's cool. Like I'm down, but know what the fuck you're doing for sure. Right. Um. So I I get it. I get what they're saying but at the end of the day you can't hold them responsible you know what i mean yeah but it still doesn't hurt for them to but you also can't change process to to negate further issues going forward right sure yeah i don't see anything wrong with just general education you have to handle a firearm you need to take a firearm safety course i don't care if it's supposed to be with blanks like it's still a firearm still a firearm yep Well, for all he know, it may not have supposed to have been a live firearm, right? Like, it could have just been, like, a cap gun that... If they were taking it off set and shooting it before and after, then you know... I, yeah, nice. I get it. He probably knew, and, but, like... But, see, my counterpoint is, like, where does a prop become a firearm? You know what I mean? Like... No, like, uh, it's a fire... Like... Regardless, it's a firearm, unless it literally cannot fire. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird line, but, like... Again, I mean, I have to take a on, safety course to go hunting. Like, to, I have to take gun safety to go hunt. But like, there is a thorough process, and that's kind of what I was trying to get across. With like the the prop master needs to be there and in control of that, and then like the assistant director that went and picked it up needs to check it out from him. Then there's a third party that's supposed to like basically register that they're using it for that scene and what gun and ammunition they're using. And then that gets handed to the actor. Like there is process in place. Who should have? Ta- who should also have taken the gun safe? Like that's. Dude, I think if I was going to do an action movie or or something where we're using a lot of firearms, if you're going to make that movie, one, a hundred percent, you need to have a fucking someone that knows what the fuck, and not only knows what the fuck, but they sign something that says they're accountable for it, mm-hmm. so that they can be like, no. I'm not letting you just walk away with this. Like, I'm in charge of this, you know? Yep. And when you're getting ready to have that shootout where people are going to be pointing guns at each other and pulling the triggers, I mean, the the dude that's the professional, okay, Alec, are you standing where you're supposed to stand? Are you looking where you're supposed to look? I'm about to hand you a firearm. It's safe. I'm going to show you why it's safe. You're going to, you know, you're going to check it with me. And then you're going to put it in your holster, and then we're going to say action, you know? Yep. And and it's it would get, it's going to get old. It's going to get monotonous. Like, yeah. 
people are going to be like, come well, on, can't we just fucking shoot it again? And it's like, no, we need to reset. That's exactly what I think happened. I think it was just a, a matter of basically laziness, L- right? Yeah, lax. You got lax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that said, we're 20 minutes in. We have not even introduced the whiskey yeah, that we're going to drink. I was going to say, what's in the box? Yeah, super unfortunate for Alec, but let's need to move on here. Let's see what's in the box. All right. Today we are drinking Bell Mead Sour Mash Whiskey Straight Bourbon. Bell Mead? Really? I lived in Bell Mead, Texas. Uh, it's spelled different. It says age to perfection, though. Oh, that's cool. Perfection, you say? Yeah, that's a, that's a high bar, isn't it? Shit. Professional grade. Sorry, COVID. Wipe that on the bottle. Oh, I see. Well, it's alcohol to fill it, right? Yep. My phone died. Professional grade. Dude, speaking of whiskey, did you see that there's a bunch of, uh, like, workers that are on strike that work for whiskey company? Did not. What's up that? Equal rice, bro. They're going on strike. Yeah. Equal Fs? Yeah. All right. Shut the fuck up. Woo! That was good. Nice. I liked it. Bell Mead. Dude, round two just as good. Shit, I like it. And for the record, I I thought about this last week when we popped it twice in a row, and I was like, maybe maybe people don't know why we do that. A lot of times you get the first pop is always the best. It just is. Uh, But a lot of times you'll get the second pop, and it, like, doesn't even pop because they, like, suck the air out of it or something. I don't know. I don't know what they did, but the fucking, the cork is loose or whatever. You know what I mean? The bottle's Mm -hmm. shaped weird. I don't know. Uh, But if it pops real nice every single time, like, that's... That's points. That's like that's points cool for sure. Repeatability and reproducibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that had a good pop both times. I like it. Shots. Let's go. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't actually read the article about uh, uh, about the workers on strike. I just saw that a bourbon that we've actually drank on the show. It was their distillery specifically. Seven Hill. <clears throat> Dude, speaking of which, I got a bone to pick. All right. No. <clears throat> Evan Williams fucking decided to re re label and bottle. Uh, their branding, and they didn't even fucking talk to us about it. Yeah, they should have called me. Uh, they got your number. I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure they got all the letters I've been sending them on notes and stuff, you know. But yeah, uh, you know, they, it still would have been nice if they'd have you know given me a credit or something, right? No, uh, so honestly, for real, like, so they they redesigned their bottle, um, where it's like like the leader bottles are like skinnier and taller. Uh, also they like have curves in them and then like some of the, they they added more like gold flake to it. Kind of, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I've seen one in the wild now. That's the only reason I bring wow. it up. Uh, might be, uh, it might be, dude, I, I think I'm down. Like instead of trying to be a, a knockoff Jack Daniels, instead of trying to look like you're trying to rip that off, you know what I mean? Like make your own, make your own profile. Make dude, your own. And I think they did. Um, I, I, I'm not going to go into whether it was, you know, for the best or the worst or whatever. Uh, we'll talk about it once we get a hold of one of those bottles. But motherfuckers should have called. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. Alrighty. Interesting. Actually, I, I don't mind it. Tastes like corn. Yeah. No, I can I can run with that. That's uh not half bad. You won't get very far, but you can run with it. I mean, I bet I can get to my house. There is a lot yeah. of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I just moved up to... Where we're at. That's fucking <laughs> rad. Hell yeah. <clears throat> no, I just uh, I just finished buying a house uh, up here. So I actually live around the corner, so I'm going to be in the studio a lot more. What did you think of the house building process? Dude, and Gator, you you built your house too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it so was, I've never built a house. I bought a house, but I've never built a house. It's a lot of work, man. It takes a long time. <clears throat> yeah, it takes a long fucking time. Um, also, it's 
So it went about what I expected it to, you know? Like, they, they fucked around for a few months and then, like, actually started building. Right, oh, yeah, here, we'll put some stuff here and put some stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it like, it's been about a year um, since we actually, like, technically bought the house, right? Dang, bro. Uh, and then um, they, they got hung up in, like, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, permitting uh, for a little while. Or that's what they said, right? Yeah. So we were hung up for like three minutes, three months in permitting. And then uh, from there, they started building, but like slow as shit. Uh, Dude, what's crazy to me, and and correct me if I'm wrong, it's just my perception. Uh, it's like nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And then they're like, boom, there's a slab. And you're like, holy shit. You're closing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, no, for us, it was like nothing happened, nothing happened. And then like. Yeah, like you were saying, like, boom, slab, and then it was like, next time we went, like, the week after, it was like, walls are up, boom. Yeah. And then it was like, week after, oh shit, we have fucking brick. And then, like, week after, it was like, oh shit, wiring's getting done. Yeah. And it was like, like, it was nutty, like, it was... They can frame a house in, like, a day or two. Oh, yeah. Dude, I think they can build an entire fucking, like, if if there were no, like, uh, bureaucratic hurdles, I think they can... And you've got all your team and all your supplies. And material, yeah. Dude, I think they can build a house in like two weeks if they really were going hard. Dude, if I hired a bunch of Southerners to build a house, like just my team, like they, they don't have another job. My Their job is to build my fucking house. I bet I could get it done in a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild how fast it happens when it finally starts like happening. Yeah. Dude, and it's crazy too. Like we talked about it a little bit, but uh, like the slab gets poured, and then you walk over to the slab, and you're like, "This is fucking tiny." Like, what? What happened? Where's like, the house gonna go? Yeah. Like what? What's the deal? And then they put up the walls, and then you walk inside, and you're like, "Holy shit, this place is huge! What the fuck?" Yeah. How did this place fit on that slab? And then uh, they put the walls up, and then like it feels a little bit smaller, right? And then uh, like the interior walls. I mean, the and then. Wrong. Yeah, and then, uh, like, you start moving furniture and shit in, and then it, like, shrinks back down a little bit. Like, it it feels like it gets so fucking different in size, like, every week. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to get a gauge on exactly, like, how much space you're going to have until... Yeah, and, and like, for until us... Until you're literally moving stuff in. <laughs> yeah, and, and for us, it was pretty nutty, because we're, like, basically getting double the house, right? Like, we're moving from 14, 1,500 square feet to, like, 2,800 square feet, 29, something like that. Yeah. So, like, it's a huge difference... And yet, like, also, like, the floor plan plays into that, right? Like, it's a giant open floor plan, which is awesome. I love it. Like, it's it's great. But because it's an open floor plan, it doesn't feel, like, bigger than than our current house because they're, like, there's so many rooms, right? Like, we have this same amount of rooms, but a giant open floor space. plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have like, more inter- interior walls, it's easier to put more shit along the walls all inside the house. If you have open floor plan, you end up with just shit sitting out in the middle of the room. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just, I thought it was interesting. Like, it's it's been a process for sure. Um, but, yeah, I literally, like, brought a van to the house today. Like, we closed at, like, 11 a.m. today. <laughs> like, it was literally today. That first night you sleep in your new house is pretty dope, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. that's that's a... That's an experience. Yeah. Plus, I get to, you know, bang the fiance in a new house, which she'll listen to this and get mad at me for. You know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, you got to christen those countertops, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because there's nowhere else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got our bed up. We got our bed up. But uh, probably won't use that because, like, why would you? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, nice. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. <clears throat> uh, Chris, you did something cool this week. I did. I'm feeling it, too. I'm <laughs> not in a good way today, boys. <laughs> 
you were Ouch. up late last night or what? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I hit basically the lottery and fucking got a ticket to the World Series yesterday. So I went to Houston. Which game? Because this will be a week later. Game so. two. It was game two. So Houston had home field advantage. So they get games one and two and game six and seven in Houston if it goes that far. And then three, four, and five will be in, in uh, Atlanta. Um, but, dude, oh, it was an experience. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Like... It was super duper cool. Like sporting events in general are cool, but this one is like I don't know. It's like going to a Super Bowl or you know what I mean? Like the the entire town was electric. Like just walking around downtown was just like buzzing. Yeah, and it's literally the World Series. Like it's it's the equivalent of Super Bowl, but for baseball. baseball. Yep. And the whole town was buzzing and the It is a little bit different though, right? It's a little bit different because you're gonna have multiple games. It's not just one game. Right. Yep. Yep. But it is still, like, the big game. I mean, it's... And I met a number of people that are, like, flying back and forth and going to all the games, like... That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Can you imagine signing up for that? Like, you you don't know how much you're going to spend. You don't know how... Like, what... You know they have to buy plane tickets. You have an idea. I mean, standing room only was over $500. Or they're driving. Like, they're driving right now. Just a standing room ticket. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you got that kind of money... Because, like I said, standing room only is $500 ticket, you know? Yeah. So... You get into seats, even the nosebleeds is a thousand plus, right? Well, it's like seven or seven games. Yep, seven, potentially seven games. So on average, let's just say you're in the nosebleeds for all the games, and you're spending a thousand bucks a game. So that's seven grand. Yeah. Plus travel, plus hotels, plus food, plus swag, all the well, shit. Well, if you're if you're doing it right, you're getting your rewards, right? So they probably paid for five out of the seven. I see you got a fancy new hat. Yeah, dude, fucking Houston, man. So, went to the game, and of course it's packed. It's like the stadium's completely sold out. There's not a fucking empty seat anywhere, you know? Like, just walking through the halls or getting trying to find beer, like, you're in line forever, right? Um, and so, of course, the World Series, like, like I said, once-in-a-lifetime experience, so we're going to go buy swag. So we go in the swag line, wait like an hour, and I buy a bunch of shit for a bunch of people, like... A lot of people hit me up. They're like, bring me a hat, bring me a shirt, you know? And uh, so I, I buy like a couple hundred dollars worth of shit, right? And carry it. And it makes it all the way through the game. And, you know, obviously it's kind of a shit show. We're lots of shots and beers in by the end of the game, you know? This one does. Standard a, operating a procedure. Standard operating procedure. We made it all the way back to my to the guy I was with. He, he We stayed at different hotels. So we made it back to his hotel because it was in walking distance to the stadium. And... uh his hotel was pretty cool, and it was it was buzzing. It was completely sold out. There's people fucking everywhere. So uh, I don't need to get into details of how, but the situation. I guess you came across a ticket only, or did you come across a ticket and a full ride, or did you come across a ticket? Like, did you have to get your own hotel? I did end up getting my own hotel. Yeah, I probably could have. Did pushed you have the trouble fo- finding a hotel? Yeah, because I booked late. If I would have booked right when I knew it happened, that would have been one thing, but honestly, I had to kind of find funds. I wasn't in a good financial position to be going to the World Series right now. And were you, like, miles away from where you wanted to be? Your hotel, I mean? Uh, not too bad. It was, like, a 14-minute drive from his hotel to my hotel. Okay. And so, it wasn't too bad. Um, How'd you get back and forth from the game to to his hotel? We walked. It was like that? Okay, cool. he, he He was downtown, like, we could just walk to it. Uh, and so I parked my car in a random parking garage kind of by where his hotel was. And, and we walked, had the swag. We get back to the hotel. The bar is popping. So we start buying drinks there. They have a pool table in the lobby. So we put our drinks and our fucking swag down on the table. And we're playing pool. 
and fucking look over and the shit's gone. Somebody fucking stole the whole bag of swag and ran uh, off, dude. Man. It's Houston, bro. Fucking Houston, dude. For real. So came back and the only piece of swag I got is his hat, and that's because it was on my fucking head. So <laughs> like when the Damn. when the bag of swag got stolen. That's wild, dude. So I actually have a couple things to piggyback off this, right? Hold on, I'll let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. So I didn't let that stop me. We stayed up and partied, like, and the bar closed down. We're still up partying. We found a dude with a pizza, you know, just random guy with pizza. Yeah. Which is fucking sweet. It was really good pizza, too. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, like, everybody's kind of like, well, bar's closed. We've hung out long enough. Everybody's kind of, you know, dissipating. I'm like, I'm going to go find my car and, you know, go back to my hotel. Um, dude, I did not remember where I parked. I wandered around downtown Houston, probably walked 15 miles and could not fucking find my car. And somehow like after 4am, I found my car and got back to my hotel. <laughs> Jeez. And Houston isn't exactly the city that you want to just be like wandering around at 4am drunk, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point I became the only one like that at two, <laughs> at two thirty, there was still lots of drunks wandering around the street, you know? Yeah. Wearing baseball gear. So, uh, but at some point around three thirty, I looked around and the city was empty and it was just me standing there going, where the fuck is my car? That sucks. You were by yourself too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks dude. That sounds terrifying. That's fucking me. But, Did you have the moment? So you searched for what? Two hours? Almost. Yeah. Did you have the moment where you were like, fuck it, I'm going to sleep on a park bench. I'll figure it out tomorrow. I did. And then had to power through that? I did, but it was like, like I also don't want to wake up in handcuffs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then I had a few moments where I was like, I'm going to call an Uber, but then like, what, am I going to pay an Uber to take me there? And then where am I going to have the Uber bring me back to to find my car? Because, dude, I, I was like, I got to find my car at some point. Like, I might as well fucking do it now, you know? Yeah. How'd you end up finding it? I, I just, dude, I turned a corner and I was like, oh, this one. I remember it's here. And... And it was. It was, it was the last place you looked. Uh, uh, yeah. No, he looked for another half hour, but <laughs> after he found yeah, it. Yeah, once I got in the garage, I still had to find my car. <laughs> I found the garage. I was like, fucking found it here. Yeah. Then I found the car. Got home. Uh, the super good, super cool experience. Super hungover drive home today. Uh, and here we are. All right. So I'm a piggyback, right? I've been traveling a lot uh, for work, whatever. Um, so most recently I was in New Orleans, right? I love New Orleans. New Orleans is great. It's awesome. It's it's uh, it's a fun city for sure. Um, but well, also I, can be a little bit sketchy though. Yeah, Super definitely. Sketchy. And that's uh, that's actually where I was going to get. But then there's like, also like music and food and culture and yeah, like you know all that stuff that Houston doesn't aw. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, they have music. <laughs> yeah, they have music. There was okay. bands playing on the corners of the street, like as we were walking to the game for sure. So <laughs> funny enough. <laughs> That's where I was going to go with this. So I, I'm in New Orleans and uh, we're, you know, we have a group of us that are working this event and they were just like, hey, let's go over to uh, Frenchman Street, which I didn't know anything about. Hadn't really been there. Like, I've been to New Orleans once before this, right? And I was 19 and I was drunk as fuck because we were there for Mardi Gras. Right. Uh, Standard operating procedure. And so they were like, hey, let's go over to Frenchman. We'll, you know, we'll fucking walk around, you know, watch some, watch some shit, uh, whatever. So... We're watching these uh this band play on this corner and this group of bitches uh and a couple of guys. Wait, you mean like bitches? Yeah. Walk past us because like we're in the middle of the street because like the street's closed down, right? So like they walk past us on one side. Wait, and is then it bitches they, like, and some around. dudes or is it bitches and some douchebags? Because usually they those travel B- tandem. No, it's definitely bitches and douchebags. Okay. Uh, 
So they like walked around us on one side and then passed back around on the other side and they were passing this band, right? So they get like 20 feet past the band and this dude starts walking with purpose, right? Like past us. That wasn't part of that group. Uh, And he walks over and just straight up like donkey punches this dude. Like back of the head, hammer fist, fucking like knocked him the fuck out. And I'm talking like this dude didn't get up for 25 minutes. Like... It was, it was for real. Like he was out. <laughs> uh, and so we're like, we're standing on the opposite corner, just doing our lean back. Like, holy shit, dude, this is fucking crazy. It's going down over there. Yeah. And uh, so like the band actually like went over and was just like, Hey, what the fuck? You're on our block. Like you're fucking our shit up right now. Like get out of here. And, uh, and if you think about it, it makes sense. Cause like they're on the street, they're on the sidewalk trying to, trying to make money you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. they're, they're playing music trying to like keep the vibe a certain a certain way yeah and now all of a sudden everybody's watching a fight and nobody's listening to their music or giving them money yeah. they're hustlers right so oh and also by the way don't play fucking chess in new orleans but that's a that's another story uh but so one of the band members walks over and it's just like hey what the fuck like you're you're fucking up our shit right now so this crazy bitch fucking <laughs> Comes running at them and starts kicking over their instruments and, like, their stands and, like, all the shit that they had set up on this corner, right? Uh, and one of the guys, like, retaliates to some extent and, like, not, like, didn't actually retaliate but, like, threatened it, you know? And the band, like, leader basically was just like, hey, come with me. Like, we're fucking, we're rolling. We're out. Uh, so he drags him down by this, like, you know, by their van or whatever that's on the next block. Down by the river. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, <clears throat> one of the guys from the crew that the guy had that knocked the guy out followed them down there and hit one of the guys. And so one of the band people. Yeah, yeah, one of the band people. So they start coming back, like, and and then left. Uh, and then they start walking back with the band like, people start coming back. Yeah, with like. Drum stands and fucking mic stands and shit. Oh, they're and like going to war Over now. their head, like, ready to fucking swing. And, uh, of course, crazy white bitch is involved. Uh, so she escalates the situation. And this giant fucking Viking dude that I assume was a bouncer for one of the clubs nearby uh, came over and, like, de-escalated, right? So band members come back and, like, are fucking holding their shit, like, ready to swing on people. Uh, including the, like, main guy that initially, like, initially fucking de-escalated, right? Uh, they come back, like, ready to swing shit, and this giant Viking dude is just like, hey, everybody fuck off, like, let's get out of here. Uh, so at this point, it's been, like, probably 10, 15 minutes, right, that this dude's been knocked out. He's still fucking face down, like, he's not moving, uh, so they're sitting there. So at this point, white bitch gets up and goes in the fucking bar that's on that corner and gets served she gets a fucking drink uh finishes her drink and then starts talking shit to all the employees and meanwhile presumably her boyfriend or or douchebag friend at least yeah very least is still knocked out cold on the fucking ground face down but she's not worried about him anymore she's just yeah she's like i need to get a drink was anybody worried about him oh yeah like there was people around but she walks into this restaurant and fucking gets a gets a drink, gets served, finishes her drink, and then proceeds to start talking mad shit to all the wait staff at this restaurant, right? So they throw her the fuck out, like, physically. Uh, and then there's three uh, 
there's three like probably 40 year old black girls right that are standing on the corner just like being like hey what the fuck happened right uh and she comes out like well comes out she gets fucking thrown out uh and pops up and starts talking shit to them <laughs> and they were just like we're gonna fuck you up like i i don't know what to tell you like you're in the wrong spot like you need to fucking leave and uh so while all this is going on we're still fucking you know doing our doing our thing just fucking leaning back on poles or whatever and fucking drinking beers and smoking cigarettes uh watching all this go down yeah new orleans one of those places you can walk down the street drinking beers yeah yeah uh so at this point viking dude comes back over and pulls blonde bitch out of the situation now we're at like 20 25 minutes uh, and dude is starting to show signs that he's not dead at this point. Like he's, you know, he's, he's twitching his foot. He's starting to sit up a little bit. Like he's, he's starting to come back around. Uh, Did he like fall and hit his head when he hit, when he fell? I assume so. So like I saw the hit, I didn't see him hit the ground. Um, yeah. so like all I can vouch for is like the, the, the actual swing, you know? Um, but I heard the sound when it happened. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. it was, it was pretty brutal. Uh, but like blood no not really that's good i mean uh, maybe not that might that actually doesn't mean anything <laughs> <laughs> he's just bleeding inside of his head yeah uh no so like it was it was a trip man like all, all of us that were there there was a uh, four of us that were watching all this go down um and then we ended up actually talking to these uh three um you know 40 50 year old whatever black women that were like getting shit talked to when they For were no trying reason. to pass by yeah uh, and we ended up talking to them and just being like, dude, I don't know what the fuck. Like, this is crazy. And, uh, how did it finally all end? Like, did y'all leave before there was so, closure? Actually, no, we didn't. Um, uh, basically like the giant Viking dude came back out and was just basically like, Hey, these fucking buskers will shoot you. Like you need to fucking leave. Like there might be guns involved. And so at that point, me and the, the crew were just like, yep, we're out. <laughs> We're leaving. Uh, we so we we were trying to wait around till EMS showed up. That was that was the goal, right? Like it wasn't just a total rubberneck thing. It was mostly like we were trying to wait for the EMS to get there. Um, so like twenty five ish minutes in, we hear EMS about a block away, and sounds like they're coming this way. And Viking dude came out and was just like, "There's probably people with guns coming back," and we were just like, "All right, word, we're out." <laughs> Later. Yeah, that's our cue. <laughs> So we we got out at that point, but it was it was a fucking uh, trip for sure. Um, not something that sounds uh, like a shit show. Yeah, yeah. And and if I'm being honest, as I'm hearing all this go down, and I'm thinking, like, where are the police? Where the fuck are they? And all I can assume is that they've been defunded. Defunded, like they're not showing up unless someone's dead <coughs> or shooting. I, mean, I we were in New Orleans, so I like I don't think they called the cops actually. Yeah, but like I, they they take a little bit longer to call the cops in New Orleans. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. A few people had to like get out of the area, you know. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know, dude. It was it was a wild situation, and like we we rubbernecked to some extent, you know, like just did our little like, oh, the fuck's going on over there? But like at a certain point, we realized like, oh, we should probably get the fuck out of here, <laughs> dude. You know, Bourbon Street is just like Sixth Street here you know yeah. what i mean like well this wasn't even bourbon street that's what fucking blew my mind that we were on frenchman which is like a pretty happy-go-lucky like it's like the equivalent of uh like we rainy. have six we have yeah we have six Street here it's like the equivalent of rainy uh where it's like it's still a bar atmosphere but like it's more local and like 
upbeat. You know what I mean? Like it's more more fun. Less uh, touristy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. People come here and they're like, "We got to go to six and it's like, "Really? Do we? I don't really I do want, not like that. I don't want to go to six. That's not fun to me. Yeah, Sixth Street's not great, but. Anyway, I don't want to go uh, to New Orleans after maybe y'all this. are hating, dude. No, uh, New Orleans is great. I had a great time in New Orleans, by the way. You've like, also I just had a make great time point. on Sixth Street before too. Like, don't get it twisted. Come on. Uh, I mean, I have, but like, it's but it's for a younger crowd for sure. We're all you know thirty plus at this point. I mean, so. I've had a, I've had a good time on the Strip also, but like at the end of the day, fucking Fremont is better. Like, yeah. Like there, it's just one of those things. Like there's, there's the most touristy attraction. I'm part. just saying, don't knock six. Like, yeah, come on. I, that's I, that's hometown. That's it. It's sh- a good time. I've gone there as as an over thirty adult and acted like a nineteen year old frat boy and had a great time. Sure, but like I'm just saying, like I, I'm not trying to knock any of it. Honestly, like Bourbon Street was a blast. Uh, the Strip is a blast. Sixth Street is a blast. But also, there's Fremont, Rainy, uh, fucking yeah. Uh, and all that's good times too. And what and the kind of how those things tend to pop up is you get atmospheres like six or like bourbon. Sure. That's too much. And so the the older crowd, the more chill, calm crowd wants to go to those areas. Um but now now we're starting to see some overflow, right? Some spill yeah, some a little spill bit, over. A little bit, yeah, 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 for sure. But anyway, I I wasn't trying to knock Bourbon Street or 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 for that matter uh, Frenchman Street because I think Frenchman Street was great. Like it was a blast. The band was fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh yeah, and Gator, you, you've never been to, to New Orleans? No. So you should definitely go, and you can completely avoid all of it. You really can't. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was, he was there. Like, that's where he went. Dude, you know what I mean? so I've heard about this, and I heard about the thing with Bisping. Y'all hear about that? Uh-uh. Where some, like, random guy got in a fight with him in New Orleans. That's unfortunate. Oh, I thought that yeah. was... <laughs> that sucks to be that guy. Yeah, yeah he, I guess he punched him, and he was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> and like he left it at that, and the guy was <laughs> I don't know he might have hit him or thrown him on the ground or something. Good better than it, so Minnie Mouse did that in uh, Mighty Mouse or Mighty Mouse, yeah, uh, did that in <laughs> where the fuck he's from? I forgot, but he he beat somebody the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty. Yeah, I think that's happened before. Hey, let's let's take shots. Yeah, for sure. Conor McGregor just beats up random people that aren't even trying to fight him. Dude, that shit pisses me off. That's so lame. He does that shit. He just has these like anger outbursts and like punches random. St- stupid dude. <laughs> oh, oh, how are you so angry, bro? Hmm. Do we want to talk about it? Sure. Guys, today we're drinking Bell Mead Sour Mask Sour Mash Whiskey Straight Bourbon. Uh, aged to perfection. There is an entire book on the back. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it's a pre-prohibition brand originally produced by Shut Charles. Up. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So never chill, never filtered, or never chill filtered. Not gonna lie, that one went down pretty. The first one was great. See, I was gonna say the opposite. The first one was like, all right, I'm drinking whiskey again. This one was like, oh, that's pretty good. I want to say this. So the first shot, it it went down pretty easy. This time, I could catch the sour part of it, and I think I know what they mean by sour mash. It's got a certain like flavor to it. I'm gonna go ahead and call it now. Somebody pass me a bucket. <clears throat> Dude, if you throw up, I'm going to throw up. Then we're all going to be throwing up. All right. So let's, we got to record it, though. That's the whole thing. <laughs> let's grade it. All right. <laughs> Chris, you got a bucket on your left. Uh, sweetness, I feel like it was this a one's little too bit full. high. Yeah, I, I caught a sweet spot on the on yeah. the second one for sure. I'd give it like a 3.5. Three. 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 It's got that corn sweet. No, nah, fuck it. you. 3.5. Three. Yeah, no, I got a three. Fuck you. Okay. If that's a three, what's a five? 
like that. Uh, slow and low. Slow and low. Yeah. Southern comfort. Southern All right, comfort. but like my point is that if two point five is fucking neutral, yeah, I feel like this is a three point five. That was I didn't sweet. feel like it was that sweet. I I felt I'll like give it. you a little over average, but I didn't feel like it was that sweet. See, we fucking hit this neutral. Like everything is fucking three two. Come on, man. That was a three point five in sweet. There's still a four, a four point right, five, and a five. I'll, I'll put a question mark. <laughs> chop, you get an asterisk, and we can and we can reassess sweetness after the next shot. Okay. Uh, crunch, I dude, I honestly thought it was pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty low. Two. Uh, one point five. Again, y'all are giving these fucking metrics like you're so middle ground. They're average. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bite. At some point, it's all whiskey. I don't know. Bite. I actually thought it had a Three. average amount of bite. That's average, it. dude. You can't it do that. You? A little bit. You can't hate these guys for going average, and now you're like going average. Well, if it's fucking average, then you get average. I'm, That's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm saying it's two point five. Did uh, did did the bite? Did it kick? Did it bite you at all? It, it bit, but like not hard. I would say it's average. I, I it, would say it's no different than fucking. It's not uh, high proof. Yeah, I would say two point five. That is studious of you. I've been actually working on that too, trying to just judge the proof by the. All right, the bo- bite usually is a good indicator for me. Yep. Bottle. How do you feel? Uh, it's cute. I'm disappointed they spelled Bell Mead wrong, but that's okay. And um, there's an entire book on the back. The pop was good. I'm not going to lie. All right, here, here's where I'm at with the bottle. The bottle has a book on the back, first of all. Secondly, it looks like a bottom shelf bottle, in my really? opinion. It wasn't. In, in it's, my, mid, it's mid-shelf. I, 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 just I, just yeah. for the record, it's mid-shelf. I'm not trying to say it is. I'm just saying I don't that, like, like the gold shit on the top. Outside yeah, of... Yeah, I thought that was kind of tacky, too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it looks kind of tacky. Like, outside of the book on the back, it's I would more put brass, this but... as, like, a... The, a bottom shelf bottle. Now that said, looks like something you'd find in your grandfather's cabinet. Yeah. Outside of that, the pop was great for it's, sure. It's got a Weller vibe for the shape of the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't see anything that's remarkable. Like, yeah, like remarkable or uh, even exclusive to this bottle. One point five, two. two. That's where I was gonna go. One point five. I'll go. I'll go as low as one point five with you on this. I one. think it's better than average. What? Yeah. You're just being a fucking no, asshole. No, fuck you, I'm not. My opinion matters. Don't, no, put, an, don't put an asterisk next to my name. Dude, none of our opinions matter. All right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. All right, drunkenness. How uh, do we feel? I'd say it's working. I mean... It's moderate. Again, low proof. It's moderate. Low proof, for sure. It's 90.4 proof. Yeah. 90.4? Mm-hmm. They have a... Yeah, 90.4. It's 45% alcohol by volume. It's not low. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I would give it in that case uh, probably a. I would probably give it a three. Just above average. Yeah, just above. Just uh, so like that wasn't based off the proof. That was actually like me thinking about okay, so it's higher proof and also like it's fairly easy to drink. Like it's not super hard to go down. Yeah, I kind of like that. I'll go three point five. I would. I would give it a three. I'm down. I'm down with you guys here. I think it's hard for me to get down right now because I have about seven different whiskeys in my belly as we speak. And I think that's just more because, you know, I'm a degenerate than it's actually not good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just not good Makes in general sense. right now. <clears throat> no, I would give it a, I would give it a 3.0 on my end on Ooh. drunkenness. What? Nice. Let's do this proof. Would you rather drink this or Evan Williams? Ooh. Uh, Evan Williams is safe. Yeah. Is this not safe for and you it's yet? Famili- How about this? It's familiar. It's familiar, yeah. So, um, honestly, this tastes better than Evan Williams does. Yeah, I agree. I think this I'll is better this. than Evan Williams, but, like, I would probably, like, if I was in a random store in fucking New Orleans, I would probably pick 
Evan Williams, just because. Yeah, you're like, I asked my go-to. Yeah. I can say this, though. Now that I'm drinking this, I'm not going to switch back to Evan Williams. And I had some Evan Williams shots right before the show. So Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, if I switch back to Evan Williams, I would for sure puke right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, I think this tastes better, for sure. Uh, I, I, I definitely think this is a higher grade whiskey than Evan Williams. Yeah, I think I might get a little ways into this bottle and be all right. But if I switch again, I, I'm going to throw up. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, I know. We should record it. <laughs> pet smart. Where the pets fart. All right, where do we go from here? Dude, I am a champion puker. I'm, I do. Well, I do say. <laughs> yeah, you you are definitely. Uh, so actually, the time my fiance met you was a Fourth of July party, and you were sitting at the uh, table outside of the studio. My fiance shows up with with myself as well, uh, and you were like, "Hey, my name's Chris. Uh, nice to meet you. Whatever." shook hands and then immediately turned and went, hold on a second. (laughs) And then turned back around and was like, sorry about that. And uh, like continued the conversation. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. You'd be amazed at how many people I've met that way. Yeah. No, I I don't think I would actually. (laughs) Your ability to puke and rally. Sometimes it it draws people in. Like I start puking at a bar or something, you know, people are like, Oh shit. Are you okay? And then I just start talking to him, and they're like, what? Yeah. He's, no, no, no. He's like, actually okay. He's just yeah. throwing up in this plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's an interesting, like, uh, so, like, I equivalent it, or, uh, you know, like, have that equated in my head to, like, uh, face tattoos, right? So, like, you <laughs> you see somebody with face tattoos in a bar, and you're immediately, like, throwing up. Oh, what the fuck is going on you're with you? You're drawn to them. You have questions. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, what What the fuck's going on with you, you know? <laughs> oh, I went the wrong uh, way. <laughs> what happened in your life to make you think it was a good idea to tattoo your face? Yeah, but, like, okay, so here's the weird thing, right? Like, I've, <laughs> I've actually had, like, fairly intimate conversations with people with face tattoos that were just like, oh, yeah, like, I... I totally 100% no regret like love it like I I want to be this way and I was like rad like <laughs> fucking good for you dude or 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 her like both like I've actually had conversations with both but like it's a it's a weird thing man like it's it's one of those things that like you whenever you first meet somebody with face tattoos like it can be kind of intimidating right even like neck neck tattoos for me are like semi intimidating. Like you you feel like that's going to be an alpha person, right? What about back of ear tattoos? Does that get you? Ah, uh, like a music note or a heart back there? The stars depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. But uh, like it, it is a thing, though, right? Like you tell me you haven't ran into a person with face tattoos and been like, damn, motherfucker! Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, I have for face tattoos. I don't know about neck tattoos. If they if they got something creeping out of the top of their like that's just uh, well, that's different. I'm talking about like shit that creeps up towards their ears. You know yeah, what I mean, like yeah, yeah. on their neck, but like technically, but which like, is, I mean, that's the gateway drug to face tattoos, right? Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. For once, sure. Once you're tattooed up underneath your ears, like and under your chin, yeah, yeah. Next step is face tattoos. Oh, dude, actually, so for real, I am definitely more intimidated by people with fucking Adam's apple tattoos than I am with face tattoos. Yeah, like that's some hardcore shit. Like and and. Like, as somebody who has tattoos, right? Like, that has to be a shitty spot to get a tattoo. And, like, I could imagine, like, maybe, you know, like, under my eyes or something getting a tattoo. Dude, I cannot fucking imagine getting a tattoo on my Adam's apple. Like, that's so fucked up. What about your armpit? That sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah, that might just be a flex, you know? Yeah, for sure. I know. Initially, when you see somebody with a face tattoo, I agree. Like, you're like, oh, that's a that's an alpha person. That's a, that's a or a broken person. Yeah, that's you want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if they've if they've got the face tattoos and they are that person, that's one thing. 
Uh, I've actually seen people with face fat tattoos be super like angsty though. Of, like, Oh yeah. Like super beta basically. Yeah. Yeah. And post shit. That's just like, why can't I find like a regular girlfriend? And I'm like, dude, might be the swastika tattooed on your forehead, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't get the wrong idea. Underneath that swastika. He's a real prick. They're like, they're like Man, it's, it's so hard to find like a good job. I'm like, dude, you look like you, you, I don't know. You signed up for this. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't feel bad for you. or uh, Now you just seem really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I I can honestly say I'm probably never going to get a face tattoo. Like, I'm, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to, like, go hard and say I'm never getting a face tattoo because you never know, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, never say never, dude. That's you know, the best way to end up with a face tattoo <laughs> is to sit right here and be like, I'm never going to get one. But if I was a like if if I was to bet money on it, it would be that I'm never going to get a if face tattoo. you're a gambling tattoo. man. Yeah. I will say this. If I get to the point that I have a face tattoo, something's gone terribly wrong and I'm probably in prison. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> off the rails. Like, we're in uncharted territory, you know? So I'm actually going to go off the rails with this and say that I undoubtedly undoubtedly think that I will end up with a neck tattoo at least like, you know, you can get it done classy, but I'm about 50, 50 on a face tattoo. (laughs) All right. I might go there. I I, I, like, it just depends on how life ends up. You know what I mean? Like it's a flip of a coin. Yeah. Like there's a chance that I end up with a face tattoo. Yeah. I think there's a chance that all of us end up with a face tattoo, but it's a pretty pretty slim one. Yeah, yeah I, I guess what I'm saying is like my my percentage chance is probably higher. Like I, I there's it's a it's a coin flip. If I do, like I said, something's gone terribly wrong or is about to. Yeah. <laughs> mine mine is basically like okay, so here's the process that I've been through in my entire life, right? Like so I have a fucking sleeve, and that even was like a little bit sketchy for the kind of work that I do, right? So, to me, like, getting a neck tattoo, face tattoo, whatever, anything like that is a little bit on the, the hey, probably shouldn't do this if you want to keep doing what you do, right? Yep. Um, but my theory has always been that I'm either going to end up a business owner or in a job that, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if, like if you're fucking programming, like, you're never going to be client-facing or anything, you know what I mean? Like, yep. that kind of thing. Uh, so I was basically like, eh, I'm either going to end up doing that kind of thing or I'm going to end up in a suit and I'll be covered. So it'll be fine. Uh, and then alternatively, like the, the last option is I'll end up homeless. So <laughs> like that's basically my options. Which is, I mean, at that point it becomes a, a strength, not, not, a, not a weakness. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically in my head, it's like, well, I can get a sleeve and either, you know, risk my job. Or I'll end up a job that it doesn't matter, or I'll end up homeless and I'll be fucking alpha for it. So like, I don't know. I think I think sleeves are pretty well like. Yeah, at this point, tattoos are are well known. Like, well, anywhere below the neck, they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, I don't know. What about knuckles? Knuckles get kind of weird. Past the wrist is like a is a is definitely like a benchmark, right? Like it's it's definitely like a oh I'm committing, you know. Uh, I knew this guy one time. His name was Todd. Uh, really, really cool dude. Really awesome. Hi, Phenomenal Todd. dude. What's up, Todd? And we were young. We were like maybe 21, 20, you know, something like that when I met this guy. And he didn't have a lot of tattoos yet because, you know, like he would just barely become old enough to even get tattoos, right? But he tattooed Odd Tizzle across his knuckles. 
Odd Tizzle. Oh, I got you, Todd. Todd. Yeah. Odd Tizzle. And he held his knuckles up together. So I'm not going to lie. I have definitely, like, actually gotten a quote on getting knuckle tattoos. What were you going to put on there? Game over. That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's for everybody, <laughs> but I've literally gotten a quote oh, for getting it done. I wonder why. I wonder why knuckle tattoos come across as more uh, like risque than like like, dude, you you, you got a tattoo all the way down to your wrist. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. It's like yeah. like you're not going to offend anybody. Yeah. But for some reason, putting well, it on your knuckles, I'm not going to offend most people. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's always somebody. But. Yeah, knuckles definitely get into, like, kind of the gray area of a neck, right? Right. But yeah, why? There's like, like, what's, what the fuck but, okay, difference but is it? There's, like, like something okay, psychological Wait, 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 wait. We all, we all agree, though, that there's a line, right? So, <clears> neck <throat> gets a little bit sketchy, but face is a fucking completely different, yeah, like, That's why I didn't put face. Ball game, wrote, right? I didn't wrote face into that so equation. So, we, we can agree on, on, like on face tattoos, like... Face tattoos are fucking different level than like neck. Neck and knuckles are on the same tier though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agreed. I agreed. Yeah, hundred percent. And face is just. I mean, that's that's the top. Like that's the. I don't know how you go more hardcore than uh, face tattoos, dude. I wouldn't let it even yeah, tattoo my yeah. toes. I don't think it feels like that would hurt. Because yeah, nobody would ever see that. Cause you just wear yeah, shoes. I just I just wouldn't because like nobody would see it. Like. Yeah, but Honestly, a lot of times like, if I get tattoos, though, they're for me. They're not I, for other people. To, no, like, no, no, no. If they and, see them, that's cool, but like, that's not why I'm getting the tattoos. That's fair, but like, I'm going to tattoo the space that I can see first. Like, I, for, I me, dude for, for me, for me, least, tattoos like, on the tops of his feet that were fucking cool. I think the yeah. tops of my feet, I'm okay, but I feel like my toes would just hurt. I don't know. I just don't want somebody's going in a tattoo gun in my toes. Weirds me out like an Adam's apple. I I'm guess. just saying, like, I would go chest and neck and arms before I would go back because I want to see my fucking artwork. Like, yeah, I can see that. I, I, I just want that, right? Like, I want to be able to see it. I want back just because it's such a big canvas. Yeah, no, and I agree. I do too, but it's a different thing, right? You like, can do like a whole fucking thing. Like, oh, it's yeah, a yeah. Big canvas. For sure. But like, I want my chest, arms, and neck before my back specifically for the reason because like I can see them. I want less on my chest. I, like, really, I just want one kind of centerpiece on my chest and that's it. And well, honestly, you're not going to see my chest tattoo that much either. I was going to say, you're not going to go get laser hair removal. You're a Chewbacca. Like, if I get if and then, but I would want my full back done, and I would want you know basically. But your back's hairy as fuck too. Half so. on both sides. <laughs> I know, but if I got my back done, I actually would go get laser hair removal on my yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's an excuse to get yeah, so that you don't have back hair anymore. Yeah, dude. So my uh, so I won't point fingers as much as I can, but somebody that I'm about to be related to um, has one tattoo, one singular tattoo. Yeah. And it is a full back piece. <laughs> like, literally fucking shoulders, two ass cheeks. That's awesome. One piece. <laughs> and that is the only tattoo that they have. I know a guy. I don't know if it's his only one. I think it's close. But, uh, dude, this is like a real mild-mannered, uh, you know, soft-spoken kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very capable guy. Uh, but, like, you see him and you're like... That dude doesn't have any tattoos. Like, he doesn't. You're looking at him. He's wearing short sleeves and shorts. And you're like, nah. Entire back piece. He's got, like, a fucking... Yeah. yeah. I met a guy like that. A total businessman. And you would never think it. Uh, His was cool. His was super cool. So, when I met him, it was kind of... I was trying to impress him situation. So, I had on a shirt. And my tattoo was creeping. And he caught me. Like, 
moving my shirt down because I noticed my tattoo was creeping. And he was like, oh, dude, don't sweat tattoos. Yeah. And I was like, what? And we started talking about it. And so this dude, like I said, super successful. He had, he had a trophy wife, like total fucking trophy wife. Right. And uh, his entire back was tattooed and it was her on a beach with a surfboard and a bikini. And it was his wife. Nice. Yeah. Dude, so it's intense. I've actually mm-hmm. run into this in business as well, where there was a guy that like he had tattoos visible, right? Like he 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 had them, you know, he had fucking tattoos on his arms and yeah. you know, legs and stuff. And uh, we're out one night, and it was his birthday, and I didn't realize, but like he, uh, yeah, it, it was his birthday, and somebody brought it up, like the the project manager or whatever was just like, oh hey, it's so and so's birthday. And so we're out, like, grabbing a beer, right? And, like, he's he's actually, you know, kind of drunk. So am I. Whatever. So is everybody, right? And uh, so he drops trowel, right, on his birthday. And he has full suit, straight up from neck, all the way down his arms, all the way down his legs, all the way down his back, all the way down his front. Everything is covered. Yep. And, like, I had no fucking idea. Like, yeah. this was a, a a business relationship, right? Like Sleeves? We, no, like, yeah, but like body sleeve, entire body. Yeah, like he had sleeves and I was just like, oh, he's from got neck sleeves, down, cool. He, he didn't tattoo his face, but from neck down, he's out of space. Yeah, no, like he, he had sleeves and like we knew he had two uh, tattoos. Like it wasn't a, a like thing that we really thought about. But at one point on his birthday, like we were drunk enough where he just fucking ripped his shirt off and dropped trowel. And dude, he's fucking neck down all the way filled in. Yep. That's a hard, that's a hard, uh. It's a hard play. It's a hard flex. Yeah, dude. It's yep. intense. <laughs> he didn't drop trowel fully, but he dropped enough to his where like, we saw his ass yeah. and <laughs> he had tattoos on his ass for sure. <laughs> dude, so we have we we all have a friend, a friend of the show, uh, that doesn't have any tattoos except for all of the lost bets that he's tattooed on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great, dude. Like it's, wait, it's, I actually don't know about this. <laughs> so one of our one of our friends that you do know. Yeah, very well. I'll ask you about about this later. Yeah, he uh, he's he's only gotten tattoos when he's lost bets, and so he's got like random shit tattooed on his ass. Dude, I have random shit too. Uh, so honestly, so I you know I have my sleeve that like we were talking about, and then I have a uh, chest piece. I have two family tattoos on my torso. Um, that like obviously I I love. They were actually they were my first two tattoos. Um, but then I have. Three, I think, maybe four uh, tattoos on my thighs that I have no fucking like, connection to at all. Other than like they were just like in the moment like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> I have a so I have one that I tattooed on myself. I have a Friday the 13th tattoo. Because Friday the 13th. Yeah, and that's like a thing in tattoo shops, right? Yep. Like, uh, if you're into tattoo We've culture all done at it. all, like, you you, like, you I, have them. Almost everybody at this table's done the Friday the 13th tattoo. Yeah. Uh, and then I also have a random, uh, uh, liter- like, literally random. Um, we went for my birthday, and we got, basically, like, you pay 50, 60 bucks, something like that. You draw a fucking classic like yeah iconic ta- tattoo you know, old school tattoo. tattoo art yeah uh and that's what you get yeah yep. yeah uh and so i did that for my birthday a couple of years ago and have that one as well um and i think that's all the random bullshit tattoos i have maybe i could be forgetting <laughs> honestly at this point but 
Yeah, no, like I, uh, I definitely have some of those. And like I said, I've got three on my thighs, two on my torso, one whole sleeve. Like I'm fairly tattooed at this point, you know? Every little meaningless stupid tattoo that I've done, I've covered up with a larger piece to something that's more meaningful. That's fair. Yeah, I've never covered a tattoo. I, I, I haven't either, actually. My sleeve actually covers three generations of tattoos. And actually, I tattooed Blake. <laughs> yeah. At one point. Um, and it's it's visible. Like, it's, it's fucking, like, without, you know, jeans on or something. Like, it's, it's fucking there. It's on his uh, calf. There's a woman walking around this earth that... No, it's it's this one. Like, no, it's, that's it's... not the one you did. You did this one. Oh, you're right. There's you're a right. woman walking around this earth that I tattooed her whole back. Yeah. Fucking that's crazy. Giant Holy fucking shit. dinner plate. Gator, would you ever tattoo somebody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they were down. Yeah, no, absolutely. No regrets, dude. Yeah, and I'd freehand it if they wanted me to. <laughs> totally. I think it would be cool to do the, the Tabori thing. You know what I'm talking about? With the tap oh, sticks. for sure. Like where the they bones. basically choose your tattoo for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a design, but the tattoo artist has to like, like assign it to you, kind of. Well, or, like I think you spend some time with them, yeah, and and they get a vi- like your vibe, yeah, and then, they, and then they decide they do the design according to like your personality, I guess, or their perception of you. Dude, can we also? Why is my okay, hellfire? Hold on, we'll come back to this <laughs> in just a second. But like, can we also talk about how like. Probably, like, uh, I don't know, half of the fucking people that get, like, Asian, you know, like, fucking Japanese text on their arm are getting, like, you're a cocksucker or something. Yeah. Probably so. It's funny when you see the flip side of it, and it's, like, people in other countries that have the wrong English word tattooed on them. Yeah, for sure. I've seen it on (laughs) t-shirts a lot. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I've seen it on t-shirts a lot. I haven't seen it on, uh skin as often look it up it's the whole rabbit. Uh, no it's like whole i've seen it on skin for sure it's gotta be like, a thing right like we're not no, the only ones dumb enough to get no tattoos it's a total thing read. it's a total thing it's fucking hilarious when we know that it's fucked up but they don't so i get it we deserve it <laughs> but going back to the the tabori thing like i think it was a really cool idea right like basically like you have to get to know this person they, they basically decide what the tattoo is and then uh I don't know, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. I'm going to correct you right now. Okay. I'll shut up. No. (laughs) Uh, I think they do it with the, like, the old school way. Yeah. Yeah, with the, fuck, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a a nail and a hammer. It's like a fishbone stuck through a a, a wood piece of Bamboo. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And they (laughs) have it with a stick, right? It's, I know the name for it, but I'm drawing a blank. I think that's cool. Yeah, no, I definitely do too. Um, and there's some there's some artists in uh, Japan that do something similar. I just can't remember the name for it there. And I hope this doesn't come across as like culturally insensitive or something. But the the context in which I get this Tabori tattoo, I want I want to go like somewhere tropical. I want a Maori motherfucker that does have face tattoos, but like that style, you know, that it like that's what he does, you yeah. know. And I want to go out and I want to catch a giant fish. I don't even really care what kind of fish. It could be a fucking tuna. It could be a tarpon. Like, I don't know. Tarpon's what you've always said. But I want to catch a giant fish and I want that to be a part of, like, his experience with me. You know? Yeah. So, like, hey, bro, like, we're going to hang out for a day so that you can you can get the, my vibe and then you can tattoo your, your you know, your whatever you feel on me. Mm-hmm. Uh but you're not even but, a fisherman. But we're going to go fishing and we're going to catch a giant fish. I know. I know. It's weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to catch this big. I'm going to catch a little stupid fish. <laughs> He's going to tattoo. 
<laughs> but no, nah, like you catch this big ass fish, and I don't know, maybe he catches a fish too. Like, dude, let's go fishing together. Let's but go. if you, if you're trying to drive the vibe, then are you doing it wrong to begin with? I think so. No, because it's not about it's not about like look at me. I'm a I'm a alpha fisherman. It's more of just like like let's have fun together. Let's do something fun. Yeah, let's have no, an experience no, no, but together. Like to to Curse's point, like I feel like it would be more appropriate like if you rode up on a motorcycle and that was your thing, right? Like you're not a you're you're not a fisherman. Like let, let's be honest. Like <laughs> as much as you can say you want to be like like I've done a lot of fishing. Yeah, I, honestly, for sure. compared to a lot of people, I am a fisherman. For sure, but like, I, and I'm not trying to deny. But yeah, that, no, that's not like, like a passion of mine. For sure, right? And so like a passion thing, like I feel like it would be more uh, on point to like show up on a motorcycle and then be like, hey, I'm gonna. Yeah, here's what I'm I was do burnouts drink, in a parking lot. Drink whiskey? I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Here's what I was gonna say. That's that's how I would want it to go down. I want to sit across the table from this guy with a bottle of whiskey and have four hours of fire conversation and like let that be that you know maybe but not portray, not trying to portray any like specific thing just getting fluid enough to be open with them and tell them about myself as a person in a whole but i don't know like he would get to see you in in a happy context or an excitable context or in a social context or uh you know what i mean more than just like but that can happen. Hey, just we're, from sitting conversation. we're sitting around. Uh, like, As we you know. sit here and talk every fucking week for the last few years, it's like there's there's excitement and joy and great conversations there, and there's also like hard times and and you know dealing with shit conversations, and there's also like global viewpoints and like dicks and buttholes, dicks and buttholes, and yeah, you run the full game. That would right? suck if he just like you're like okay, listen to the like six hours of our podcast, and he's like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna tattoo a dick. <laughs> Yeah, all I see are dicks and bottles. Bottle of soy sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I can still taste it. Oh, yeah. We're up, huh? Dudes, so, man, I went down a rabbit hole recently, right? And this was actually, fuck you if you're trying to claim this. This was me. 100%. This was all me. All right? What would happen... If we, as human beings, ascended, right, and we're, we're fucking either gone for this planet or we became energy or I, I don't know what the fuck, right? Like I'd like we, to think we bailed. We bailed, right? Because yeah, we, we got greenhouse yeah. situation that we're just like, ah, fuck this. We're going nah, we else. should dig in, dude. Asteroids are coming. Yeah, but fuck it. We're out, right? Like, we, we fucking ascended. We're, we're gone. We're no longer beings of planet Earth. Like Star Trek or something? Star Wars. I like Star Wars more than Star Trek. Let's do Star Wars. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. Do you think that monkeys, like baboons, fucking gorillas, whatever, chimpanzees. fucking chimpanzees, whatever, take over all of our shit? Yeah. Like, we, we left. We left a bunch of cars. Like, they're driving fucking Priuses around. You know what I mean? They're like, like Wookiees, bro. Are they fucking chilling in the hot tub? Like Wookiees and Ewoks. Do you think that they fucking get a hold of that, that shit and then, like evolve basically and to the point where they're like oh yeah this is my fucking jam bro like and then like they just use all our shit so on a long enough timeline yes because to quote our good friend jeff goldblum life will find a way uh but it wouldn't be like an immediate thing like we wouldn't just like be like oh shit we forgot something important on earth and go back and they wouldn't already Dude, straight up we're talking about an ancient alien situation right yeah. like they're, they're gonna evolve and then they're gonna be like yeah our our forefathers or something like that and the, then they're gonna ascend and come fight us 
Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> we have that to deal with. Dude, uh, that's for real. Some Planet of the Apes motherfuckers. But, but it's, it's on a long enough timeline. And honestly, as they evolve, who knows? They might start losing their hair and, you know, become the, the hairless bears that are humans today. What if it's not monkeys? What if it's like dolphins? Dude, dolphins are smart as fuck. Yeah, what if dolphins start fucking walking around and they're like, oh shit, there's like a whole city here. We should just move in there. Well, dude, and they would, would use have like, to have feet. Dude, I saw a little mermaid. And sunscreen. I know how this goes down. Yeah, they're going to have to wear sunscreen. For, for sure, sure, dude. Dude, that's <laughs> serious, man. They'll have like skin cancer in like a year and there's no way they're going to be able to make it to a hospital. They like, only exist in Seattle. <laughs> dude, I, f- I think dolphins can evolve. Oh, they're already smart enough. They just got to figure out how to get feet and then, you know, and breathe. They got it. No, they're breathing. They're breathing motherfuckers already. Yeah, they're mammals. You're right. They do that live birth thing. Yeah. Why do you think they lay their eggs on the on the beach, you know? What? What? <laughs> I mean, they have to breathe when they get up there, right? Yeah. I've heard of them, like, raping the swimmers. Like, yeah. people Whoa. pay all this money to go swim with hey. the dolphins, and then, like... And that's and that's how it's going to go down. Don't victims. segregate that to mammals. I mean, reptiles and amphibians and even birds do that, too. I've never seen birds try to fuck people. Oh, it's real. I've seen yeah, birds they shit on people. That's for real too. It's Dude. different when it's Blake and he knows better. I have seen I have seen the video of the bird swoop down and take the little kid. Yeah, that, yeah, I have seen that. So I mean, they've tried to eat them, but I don't know if they've tried to fuck them. Thunderbirds. But dolphins are like, oh look, can I fuck it? <laughs> We're going to end up with dolphin-human hybrids, and that's when we're going to be like, fuck, dude, we're out. We're out. We're leaving. That's going to be the catalyst. That's, yeah, that's going to be when we leave, bro. Aren't those mermaids? And don't they already exist? Yeah, I saw a documentary about it. They're they're real. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Totally. Dude, speaking of which, I saw a... Uh, Disney made it, huh? <laughs> so I saw a... Uh, I, 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 dude, I can't even explain it. I went down a rabbit hole where I was watching, uh, like, dog show fights. Like, uh-huh. people that were showing dogs having fights. Apparently, this is a whole subcategory on YouTube. Uh, is it what? Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's not just one thing. You so you sent the. the I went. I, I went down a rabbit hole. Like I, I watched like, and when I say that, I mean I watched like I don't know four or five of them. Yeah, but like I didn't go super deep. But like I knew it was a thing. My point is, it it's not just one time. Like it's not just one thing where it's like, oh my god, they're fighting at a dog show. Yeah, it's like no, that's apparently people just fucking. Squab out at dog shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh... Waltzar needs to get over there. I have noticed, uh... It's a certain breed of dogs, typically. Okay. Uh... All, all, all variety of people. Okay. But for some reason, the dogs that are, like, being held back while the people are fighting tend to tend to be the same kinds. Interesting. I, I'm not gonna point it out. I, go watch the videos, guys. You can, uh... Correct me if I'm wrong, I guess. No, I want but, you to tell me right now. <laughs> but... Uh, you can you can guess what you can guess the breed. Yeah. So I was today years old when I learned this was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so awesome. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know they'd be getting down. Like I, most people watch hockey for the fights. Like, do I need to start watching dog shows? What's up? Yeah. Is yeah. it gonna go down on primetime TV? Like, can we get one of the good ones, like a Westminster Kennel or no, something? No, but they should. Fuck, man! Like those Thanksgiving Day uh, dog uh-huh. shows. Like, yeah. If dude, if they showed the fights, that would be so much better. People <laughs> <laughs> like, might watch. Yeah, <laughs> make their ratings go up. Yeah, for sure. It's all a huge spike in ratings. Dude, what was crazy about that video is like no dogs were crunk in the filming of that. No, right? yeah, it's just, like it's, it's all people, it's just dude. all the people. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I like. I cannot explain it any other way than just like... Oh, and let me also throw this out there. Uh, in all the fights that I watched at all the dog shows, when there were the dogs walking around, right? You can you, 
you can see them, dude. They're walking around. Like, there's the owners are holding them on leashes, and then, like, someone comes out of left field and just fucking punches somebody. Yeah. The dog, the dog breeds tend to be the same dog breed, but the in none of the videos that I watched were the dogs, like, being a part right, of it. All right, hey, quit fucking around. What breed was it? <laughs> no. Yes, yes, I'm curious. You think it was Border Collies? No, I think it was, I was, gonna go <laughs> it was chocolate I was going to go Dachshunds, but... Beagles. Chihuahuas? <laughs> Close. So... Pipples? Is it Pipples? Yeah. Okay. But, but like, not like, yeah, they were like the short leg fucking gnarly Pipples, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, and, but the all, fighting kind, you know? I, 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 you know, the fighting kind. <laughs> but all, uh, all bullshit aside, all the Pitbulls were very well behaved. Yeah, for sure. Like, it was their owners who were getting fucking Yeah, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, that, that is weird, because I know just from my own household, if, if I start fighting somebody and my dog's around, my dog's gonna fight also. Like yeah. he's gonna join the fight because it's what my dog does. So. He might he, he might not even join our fight. He's just gonna like start fighting something. Yeah, it might be my leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's something. Oh, we're getting crook. He's fighting something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's playing too now, huh? Is Dude, he, what's crazy is like Pipple because Pipples get like such a crazy rap, right? Like they they. That's what I'm saying, and I do not want to perpetuate that the Pipples were all gentlemen. Yeah, and ladies and ladies. Yeah. Uh, so like I have a Pipple. Gentle dogs and lady dogs. Yeah. I love to death. She's great, right? Like, she's she's a fucking amazing dog. Uh, but, like, so I have a, another dog that is a, uh, I don't know, mixed breed, whatever the fuck. Like, it, it, it's a large breed dog. He's like, 100% like he, boofer. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, 110 pounds or something. Like, he's, he's a boofer, for sure. Uh, so people will come over to the house, and boofer will fucking, like like start freaking out and running at the door or whatever right and then this person walks in and he's still barking and like backing up and being weird until i walk up and go no it's cool and then he's totally fine right yep uh meanwhile my pitbull same thing same scenario right somebody knocks on the door and she runs up and she's barking and whatever and then i open the door and she's like it's a friend! And it starts freaking out and like just running in circles, like Pissing wanting like, and like putting her butt in their in their legs, trying to get pets, you know? Yeah. Like she is the most docile fucking beta dog that I've ever fucking had. And it's so insane to me that like that's a technically like aggressive breed, right? Yeah. It's so fucking crazy to me. Cause like knowing how they act, like they're so just like beta like i wonder if it docile. has something because because uh have you ever heard like the the cliche or the stereotype that the dogs take on the personality of their owners right are you calling me a beta <laughs> that's yeah that's what i'm that's where i'm getting uh but not, like if if dogs take on your personality then it would make sense that the reason some pit bulls do get that rap is because there's a large portion of pit bulls that are owned by an aggressive type of people hey yeah, man i gotta, well, argue, and, I gotta and, argue you here dude i i disagree like i have a wolf dog that bites little children and i don't i don't fuck i don't fuck up little kids <laughs> i don't fight little children <laughs> yeah. i haven't fought little children since i was a child yeah, yeah but i feel like that's probably a hurting thing i don't know i, I i'm not a fucking dog whisperer yeah um, i could be totally off base i don't know that's, that's it it just it surprised me or it didn't i don't even know it was something that i noticed how about that it was something that I noticed. Sure. And and uh, it makes me wonder, like, if... I think people are the problem, not the breed of dog. 
You know oh, what I mean? One hundred percent. Oh, pitbulls! Like it, at least in my experience, like so. There's literally a condition that is exclusive to pitbulls uh, that happens in in uh, like kennels or or adoptive you know agency whatever uh, called kennel tail, and it's because pitbulls wag their tails so much when they're excited that they will fucking basically like break their tail and also rip all the hair off of it. And it's called kennel tail and it's exclusive to pit bulls. It is not a like other breed thing. And they will literally fuck their tails up because they're wagging their tails so much when people walk by. Dude, like, those tails are like whips too. When a pit bull gets yeah, their tail. For sure. Dude, they will clear a table. I promise you. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> but like, like that it's, it's so crazy to me that like they get such a bad rap. And then like, there's literally a fucking term for, like happy tail where they just fucking wag their tail so much that they fuck their tails up. Like uh, it's definitely a people thing. A hundred percent. And I don't know. I, I, I have a pit bull love them to death. Like they're, they're fucking amazing. I would recommend it to anybody, honestly. Uh, but it just blows my mind that like they have such a bad reputation because they're so docile like and and like she is the absolute beta in the house we used to joke about like it like the pecking order you know and we would joke about like i'm number one crow who is my dog who's like 120 pounds is number two and then it was cat who's my fiance and then we would go to probably a cat (laughs) like a real cat (laughs) yeah no no i I, i'm going there so like we had not a cat the cat was number five (laughs) Uh, and then it was lizard bros, the lizard, <laughs> and then it was embers, like the pit bull. Like she fucking is so beta that we like we put the lizards above her. Oh my god! Like it was a running joke in our house that like she was just not fucking in charge. Like <laughs> regardless, of, like we would leave the house and like hey, but she's these, happy to be there. Yeah, like we would leave the house and we had these uh these lizards that were like um. Vine tail lizards. So they're only like uh, probably a couple inches long, but they have like a foot long tail, right? And we had five of them in, in, uh, in, a, in an aquarium. Uh, a terrarium. Terrarium, you're right. Uh, and we would joke, like we would be leaving the house and just be like, all right, lizards, you're in charge. Because <laughs> Embers is so beta that like she was below the lizards <laughs> on our scale of like who had control in the house. And that's a pit bull. Like, pit bull is so fucking crazy, man. It blows my mind. All right, guys. Let's, just to wrap it up, we'll keep it light. Uh, let me set up the scenario for you, okay? Do it. You and your bro are about to tag team Betty White. Eiffel Tower, the old lady? Okay. That's what you're about to do. Now, in this in this imaginary situation, is your bro Bob Ross, Steve Irwin, or Mr. Rogers? <laughs> Those are your choices. Steve Irwin, 100%. Yeah, Steve Irwin. I'm calling it right now, Steve Irwin, 100%. I'm with you up on this one, Steve Irwin, for sure. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not even American. Come on, guys. Bob Ross is my bro, but I feel like he wouldn't appreciate it as much as Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin's commentary would be better, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's no love for Mr. Rogers here? Absolutely, Mr. Rogers. Why? Why No, dude. Fuck that. It's wholesome. Yeah, but like... Okay, again, who would he, he would make her feel special. You know what I mean? I think Bob And he'd make you feel special too. Like a neighbor. I think Bob Ross is a is is a poor judgment call. See, I think y'all are sleeping on Bob Ross, dude. No, because no. Bob Ross is gonna show you up, dude. Bob Ross is gonna be a porn star. 
Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think y'all are sleeping on. Uh, you think Mr. Bob Ross has a foot long dick? <laughs> I think y'all are sleeping on yeah, Mr. He Rogers. Probably lasts like hours at a time or something. You Mr. Know? Rogers is a freak, bro. Uh, but that said, who would appreciate it the most? I feel like Steve Irwin. Like if you're gonna fucking bang, also Steve Eiffel Irwin Tower, has the accent. Yeah, and uh, again, his commentary is gonna be the best. He's because he's gonna he's gonna talk all the way through it, right? Crikey. But you're yeah, but you're gonna get done, and Mr. Rogers is gonna be like. Oh, tip of the hat or something. And then Bob Bob Ross would just be like, oh, thank you. It was a beautiful experience. And Steve Irwin is going to be like, fist bump, bro. Fuck yeah. Let's yeah. go. Steve, Steve Irwin's going to give you a true Eiffel Tower scenario. Crikey, yeah. Betty White. Yeah. But, but Bob Crikey, Ro- look at the wrinkles on those titties. <laughs> but Bob Ross could paint it. He could paint a portrait afterwards that you could keep forever. And, you know, like... It wouldn't be a Betty White and you, though. It'd be like mountains and, <laughs> and shit. And then he even gives his commentary during the painting. Like, while he's painting, he could be painting and fucking at the same time. I think Bob Ross steals the show, dude. And then he's like, look, it, there's a happy little bush. Right- well, let's be real. It's a big bush. But there's just a happy big bush right here. You know? No, I think I think that fucking... Uh... I think Bob Ross steals the show and shames you. So you don't want to, you don't want to play that game. No, I think that uh, Steve Irwin is number one, bro. Like, yeah. if I had to choose... Well, okay, let's also let's also say like I'm a little bit younger, right? Than right. most of the people on the yeah, show. Yeah, I acknowledge that. So for me, Steve Irwin is great because He was a big deal, huh? Well, not only was he a big deal, but like For you. Your your generation. The other options make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely Mr. Rogers makes me feel job. I I haven't agreed with you a lot on this episode on a lot of things, but I'm a, I'm on your court here. Yeah. Steve Irwin is the only answer here. Why? Because they're old? Is that why? No, no. no. So for, first, just, of, first of all, just, Mr. Rogers is a saint and he's never even had sex. Yeah. So let's start there. Like, I can't taint the Dude, he's going to bust out the latex. And, and I love it. Yeah, I, I can't. can't. I, I don't want to fuck that up, dude. We, I, I absolutely got a good thing, love Bob Ross. I love Mr. Bob Rogers Ross. is going to come out wearing high heels and you're like, oh, no. He's going to look like a Hellraiser, dude. <laughs> like, dude, I had a lot of experiences. I had a lot of experiences on a lot of drugs where I was watching Bob Ross and it was fucking great. Like, I love Bob Ross. He's fucking phenomenal. Uh, had some spiritual connections with to him with with him uh, <laughs> via TV. Yeah, thanks PBS, dude. I so here's the whole deal for me with Bob Ross. I watched the documentary on him not too long ago. They did a whole like oh, it was a good one too, um, dude. That dude was was a porn star in his time. Like he like dude, he was nailing all of the ladies all of the time. Like I promise you, you don't want to get showed up by Bob Ross. Like I would have no. So Bob Ross is a no because of that factor, and then Mister Rogers is a no because I don't. Wanna... Oh, you don't want to get cucked by Bob Ross? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and and then Mister Rogers is a no simply because like you can't taint the image, right? Like no, like I grew up watching Mister Rogers. It's a part of my psyche. I can't ruin that, right? And it, it would totally ruin that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, I'm into some uh, you know weird things, and I think that uh, Steve Irwin would be able to get down with this. Meanwhile, things. also out of the three of them, I've wanted to hang out with Steve Irwin more than any of the rest of them. Steve Irwin did yeah, cool ass sure. shit. You don't yeah. get to hang out with him afterwards. That's all you're doing. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> that's no, no, fine. No, no. That's to fine. His, to his point, though, like I would like to hang out with Steve Irwin, like in fist bump in a in an Eiffel Tower with Betty White. <laughs> Rather than the others, like yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. Yep. I'd rather just chill with the guys. We don't have to do a lot of shit with Betty White, but oh, nah. t- 
That yeah. wasn't an no, option. That, 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 that's, <laughs> that wasn't an option. That's <laughs> the nerd. only way that you're hanging out with anybody. Well, now is Steve by Irwin. A, now with Steve Irwin. I'm going to choose E. <laughs> answer not listed. <laughs> not Steve Irwin is the answer I choose. What can I choose? E all of the above. <laughs> now, uh, I mean, really that's, get sick that's, with that's, it, bro. That's really, <laughs> that's really one take on it. Like there is an argument to be made there. Like how often? I mean, apparently three times, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. You can't choose that option. You only get one, bro. <laughs> only one, bro. You only get one shot. No, he was life. saying like, how often do you get a chance to have a threesome with Betty White? I want to take this further, though. Let's hold on. I want to run. I want to run off on this a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if we change the scenario? Let's uh, make it Dolly Parton instead. God no, let's damn make it. Okay, let's Does make it. Really let's make it Dolly Parton, <laughs> and let's not pick the candidates. Like, who do you choose? Any any uh, famous person, dead or alive, who do you choose? But you, but Gator, because I'm trying to get my brain, bro load. Your bro load, what? I said that way wrong. <laughs> my bro laid is what I was trying to say. <laughs> He's trying to get a bro load. <laughs> you like that cocking action, don't you? Yeah, we're going to put that on your headstone, Chop. Why not like George so Washington? It's, it's kind of the same question, right? Of like, you know, the, the icebreaker dinner conversation of like, you can you can have dinner with anybody. Who, who would it be, right? In this situation, who would it be that you want a tag team? We'll use Dolly Parton in this scenario. Any famous person, dead or alive? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's like, a solid answer. That's dude. my answer, not like a... a uh, commentary. That's that's, a that's my answer. Solid answer. All right, who are you tag teaming Jesus with? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking. Oh, dude, actually, like holy shit, actually. Oh man, <laughs> we're about to get crunk in here. The Dalai Lama. <laughs> I can't say, <laughs> say it. Say it. Say it. Chuck. Allah. Duh. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus and Allah with me. Like, obviously, I'm gonna be ascended after that. Like. Fuck yeah. Either way, you're in, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're like, no matter, I gotta take it. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> all right, guys. Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. <laughs> Whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. From there, you can find links to all our social media, no matter where you choose to listen. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Doesn't matter. Uh, you can also hear about our latest episodes on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere you like to listen. We're on the That's Not Canon Network. They have tons of great podcasts, whether you're into comedy, mystery, entertainment, uh, dude, a- anything, anything your heart desires, they've got it on That's Not Canon. So, uh, yeah, find a new show that uh, you maybe, you know, listen to a new podcast, Get ex- expand yourself, your horizons. Uh, go to our website, click the bad motherfucker link, and you can donate to our Patreon. Start with just $1, and that gets you into our Discord server where you can chat with the host live or pledge $1,000 and get a free rim job. Uh, new episodes every Monday, new content all the time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The correct answer, by the way, uh, the girl is Jennifer Aniston and the bro is Kate Upton. All right, now you can close it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>